Welcome to the Frito Show. My name is Frito Avers. I'm your host for this podcast. And to begin with a small introduction to the show, I use this podcast to talk to people from the art world. May it be artists, gallerists, writers, curators, or whoever else feels attached to it. But I also will talk to people from other fields of interest. In addition to that, I will try to record performances, readings, or lectures whenever I can. My goal is to post at least one podcast a week, and you can find them through the website for the Frio Show. iTunes will have them, and you can also listen or download them from SoundCloud. You can follow the show on Twitter through Frito at the Frito Show. Well, welcome, Jonathan Brewer. Thank you, Frida. Thank you. Well, thank you for uh, for being here, being the first uh, ever guest on this podcast, the Frido Show. Oh, I'm happy happy to be here. I'm happy to be the first guest. So the the plan with this podcast is to um, you know talk with artists from uh, well mainly the the Oslo art scene, mm-hmm. talking to gallerists from the Oslo art scene or people you know from the museums or curators or but but not limiting to that. I mean, sure. Um, you know, I mean, you're a good example in a way because you're one leg you're here and one leg you're in the states. So uh... yeah, that's 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 true. I spend about half my time here and about half my time either in New York or LA. We did our masters together, in uh, we finished two thousand nine. Yeah. At the academy here in Oslo. Mm-hmm. That's how we got to know each other as well and uh, became good friends as well. Yeah. So. Um... Uh, I re- time has f- flown by since 2009. Uh, I remember the first time I came into your studio, and I thought, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" You made at that time you made the most ugly paintings ever. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, they were ugly in a very specific way, but uh, I heard that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That no, and, and that fascinated me because because I, I just came I just came from the Netherlands and there. Uh, there was a movement going on in the Netherlands uh, where, where especially painters were kind of uglifying. Mm-hmm. Can you say it like that? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I met a couple of these painters who kind of were were kind of beyond de-skilling, but but in a, in a different kind of way. And yeah. uh, so you reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, to make to make paintings that are just a little bit off, and to make them consistently just a little bit off is uh, you know it can be hard to do. And that was that was definitely um, this kind of uh, ugly aesthetic was was pretty hip. I don't know in the mid two thousands in New York and mm. um, yeah, because you, you you came you came straight from New York when you came to Oslo. I lived in New York for for two years before I came to yeah. to Oslo yeah. from there. Yeah, uh, but you you were you didn't have your schooling from New York, did you? Or no, I studied liberal arts undergrad. Yeah. So the academy was really my first. Uh, my first art school. Yeah. Cool, cool. I jumped in feet first and, you know. Uh, well, you survived. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, so, um, as I said, you know, I, I was really kind of intrigued by your, by your paintings because they were so ugly and you were kind of, but, you know, I mean, you look, you also looked like the typical painter, you know, with all the paint on the floor, the big mass, and, I mean, it looked, you know, it looked like but, a proper but nev- studio. But never on my clothes. I would like to point that out. Uh, that's you know. that's not true. 
<laughs> You're lying. <laughs> no, but but you know, I, I think, and that's that's also kind of where we where we befriended because obviously I wanted to know more of what you were doing, and uh, and uh, during the years you kind of. You know, I'm always fascinated because you've every every year, every two year, you change style, in a very, but I would say not not only in a natural way, but also in a in a more kind of theoret theoretical way. Can I say it like that? Sure. I mean, you know, we're talking partly about a period in which I was still doing my my masters. Mm. Um, no, but also so after I, that, I think. So you know, I made some conscious efforts um, to explore kind of different aesthetics and not get too locked into to one style you know actually er, early on one of one of the criticisms that I got from people was that you know my paintings you know they were from one painting to another they often didn't look like they were made by the same artist mm. and so you know for better or for worse I I tried to get a little more consistency in my work um, partly because I think if you you know exploring an idea um, further you know sometimes takes takes more than one effort um, mm. so but yeah I have changed style a few times um, mm. consciously oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know as I see you work uh, you tend also to kind of work in uh, um, I say almost a series is not the right word but you 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 work in a body of work so you kind of you make 20 paintings you know working out a style or a technique or a theme and working through it you know the, the, the yeah, I, I spend you know six months in the studio all day every day, and then I spend six months at the coffee shop, you know, mm. uh, doing doing yeah, nothing. No. <laughs> you, you taught me you taught me how to drink, uh, yeah. you know, to go to coffee shops. I work in, yeah. in they're not series, but they're bursts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, is that a conscious choice or is it also a practical choice that you know sometimes you run out of studio, so you have to kind of you know? It's a practical choice, but. But I also feel like oftentimes I make the most progress uh, with my work when I'm not actually making the work. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I when I step foot in the studio, you know, sort of everything's been developing uh, yeah. over the past year or six months, kind of coalesces, and I don't know that I um, uh, develop too much while I'm in the studio. I think in the studio is for me is about you know execution, mm. and then when I'm done and I pack it all up and I clean up the studio and. You know, maybe even move out of that studio, and mm -hmm. then, you know, I go back to, to other forms of exploration. You know, that's when my art's really developing. And my art mm -hmm. develops outside of the studio, and it gets, you yeah. know, produced in the studio in a sense. Mm -hmm. There's always experimentation, but oh, it's really interesting to see how your working method kind of evolves over time. We have many, many, many discussions about this. You know, also, mm -hmm. you know, as as in my own practice, where I'm, you know, consciously trying to change my my production method uh, in the last two years and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'm still not there yet but I mean that's also something yeah it's also something I picked up from you this conscious yeah as you, uh, consciously changing what you're doing and not only uh, out of this idea of being an artist that you you have always have to be original and always have to be locked in your your kind of mental illness mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. so to say but that you kind of also uh, step out of it and just practically try out new new ways of doing things obviously in the hope of a of a better end re result or maybe a, a yeah or or a more evolved and end result right i've got a little quote here from uh Julio Park um 
From whom? Julio Leparc. He's he's got a he's an old op artist. He's uh, working mostly in the seventies, I think. Um, he was offered a show at the the Pompidou in yeah. the seventies, and um, he flipped a coin to see if he would accept it or yeah. turn it down. You know, and it <laughs> came up tails, and he turned it down, and uh, and you know has languished in obscurity sort of ever since. But um, yeah. but I was just in Paris, and he did a show, but I was reading some of his. Uh, some of his writings. He says, um, some artists spend 50 years painting the same picture. It's a requirement of our society. In the art world, you have to have a brand image, what used to be called a style. The logo is more important than the thing made. Mm. Um, and he said this in the 70s, you say? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's, a, that's still valid today, I would say. And, uh, you know, I mean, some people would, would see that as, as cynical. I think that it's... Uh, that it's true that you have to have that, but I also think that it's sometimes more, I don't know, more, more genuinely interesting when you when you try not to have that, um, mm. you know, try not to have that logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, um, I, I completely agree with you. But so reinventing yourself every you know, every year or so is is you know professionally sort of disastrous. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But it can be good for your work, really good. Mm. Yeah. No, I I have a like I have a dual relation to that to that idea, you know, because I, you know, because I like I I like to try stuff I can't do, mm -hmm. I, you know, and but the truth is, in reality, I do stuff I can do. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And uh, so, even though I would wish to kind of push myself further, in reality, you know, often often there is not enough time to f push yourself you know well i mean you know in 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 the commercial art world you know most most sort of commercial work uh, tends to be extremely conservative uh, for this reason it's mm. you know it's it's hard to it's hard to build or or maintain your momentum um uh, if you're taking a lot of risks um mm. if you're if you're trying things that maybe you're not familiar with or mm. um so so that conservatism is 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 very like ever present in the art world, um, mm. and it's hard to it's hard to break free of that and and not have to get a day job. Yeah, because yeah, that that that's the other thing. Because if you want to kind of, uh, I say, enjoy the experimentation, so to say, and enjoy kind of the the side roads you're you're on, you need a lot of time. And yeah, and so either you have to have a well paid uh, day job, you know, where you can have to can work one day a week which pays for the rest of the week so to say you know unless you have that or or you 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 work work day and night you know, basically the uh, my, yeah. my big example for that is jack london you know who kind of worked 19 hours a day right know, did his day job did his writing after that and uh, and i mean in the end it's hard to beat that you know the, yeah. the benefits of labor just yeah. work 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 mm. But uh, you know also the limitations of labor. I think you know as you said, you know it's you you take the time to kind of sit on a cafe and think and read and and recharge and 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 that is really important. Recharging this living and to kind of you know actually because if you're just working, in the end your work is gonna be about just working because yeah. that's your reference point. That's your your you know your 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 boundaries and. Uh, uh, in those boundaries, it's very hard to break break out of them and find 
uh, you know, redefine your your practice yeah. and redefine your 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 you know, your production. Uh, yeah, I've 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 discovered plenty of times that if I'm really in the studio a lot and in the studio day after day after day after day, uh, it's even hard to make small talk. You know, at the bar or mm. or you know you. Meet yeah, somebody yeah. in the street. You don't know what to say to them because you're yeah, just so yeah, yeah. your your brain is so wrapped into <laughs> I this. I recognize like, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're not a shape. Mm. You're you're you're, well, you're a shape, but you don't fit my painting. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> well, that yeah. No. No. So that's. Uh... No. So uh, so at the moment you're well you're you're here you're here for a couple of weeks couple of months maybe and uh, and uh, I think all all total I've been here about a month yeah um, and and so the last year you spent basically well you said you spent it in Los Angeles but you know whenever I talked to you you were in Florida you were in uh, Wyoming, where, Wyoming yeah. or wherever so. yeah I tell people I live in LA but it's sort of a lie I've been in LA about six months out of last year but not straight you know I yeah. go to LA and I go somewhere else and I go back to LA for a little bit yeah. I've been living at the uh, the York Motel in Eagle Rock, if anybody knows Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of drug addicts and uh, uh, know, and families, drug addict families, <laughs> living there. Wow. Uh, it's pretty cheap, $37 a night. And, uh, oh, that's really good. That's quite good. So I've been living there just to avoid having to commit to a lease. Um, yeah, yeah that, that, that's, you know, that's what I meant. You know, I mean, you, yeah, your plan was to go out into L.A. to... To uh, um, you know, to start a gallery. Yep. That was the plan in the first place. Mm -hmm. But th throughout the year, I, you know, all all I got f you know, f uh, from you was that you were evading evading that kind of uh, that yeah kind of area it's <laughs> or true. that kind of commitment. Well, I mean, I spent I spent three months in LA as part of this residency at uh, uh, Raid Projects, and then um, so I was exploring the art scene in Los Angeles then. Yeah, can I you was... tell a bit more about Raid Project? Because they have a history there as well, and and mm -hmm. but it it's I I love that space, and I think it's really yeah. Raid Projects is this uh, a great gallery space. They they don't put on exhibitions that regularly, but uh, uh, they, they they used to do that because you know, Max Presnell uh, he he opened that space and he kind of uh, ran it for several years, mm -hmm. but he moved on. He's he's a director at the Terence uh, Terence uh, yeah Torrance Art Tor Museum. Torrance Art Museum yeah. Now, so, and after that, they stopped doing the shows, but normally it was... Well, they're, they're still doing some shows. Okay. It's just not okay. as, just not as regular, I guess. And um, they have two, you know, two visiting artist residencies uh, uh, at every given time, any yep. given time. And they also have some permanent studios. Uh, so it's a really nice space. It's part of the old Paps Blue Urban Brewery. That's a beautiful, it's, and, it's really uh, close to downtown and close to Chinatown. And yeah, it's close to, it's close to downtown. It's in Lincoln Heights. Um, yeah. The, they're actually ending the residency. Are they? Yeah, okay. in uh, 20, 2014, I think. Um, okay. I think they've already stopped accepting applications. Yeah, they uh, probably filled up. But, uh, I mean, it's been going on for a number of years, and I think the the guy that's running it, the guy that's actually doing the, the you know, day-to-day -day running it now. Who is that which now? Is not, um, Jason. Jason. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, I might have met him. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, I think he's. I think he's moving on to something else, and yeah. I, I think they just decided they don't have anybody to to, to run it to no. take over that space. But so is that if any anybody's out there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> go run it. No, the the reason I really I really liked it is is uh, I managed like my first major show I did or abroad was what there at mm -hmm. the project space because 
I did a residency or I did an exchange program to uh, to uh, to uh, just a small college in in Los Angeles because I mm-hmm. wanted to go to Los Angeles. So I arranged it myself. Right. And and through some people I met Max Max and uh, we've been to the shows and we hang out. What we, college we, was that? We played soccer actually together. Yeah. Yeah. It was um it, it was a Cyprus college in right. in Cyprus. Okay. So it's I mean hmm. it's. Uh, it was nice. I mean, it was a good, good, good excuse to be out there, and and I mean, the people were super nice there, and uh, you know, and uh, I I could just do what I wanted there. So uh, I followed some some photography classes, which was actually really cool because I I ended up doing this documentary with like this group from the photography class, uh, taking pictures of the, um, of of this military base, this in in Orange County somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and that military base started my whole uh, obsession with military bases well that that too but <laughs> but also my my whole basically my whole body of work it started mm-hmm. there it started with one picture i took uh, in uh, in like this officer housing it's very uh, you know i think i showed it to you uh, it's this empty room wooden floor and uh, there's a, a door and there's a window on the side and and the window projects so to say the sun on the wall that's it so it's a very simple picture but that okay. kind of Got me to into making installation of you know with dealing with these kind of atmospheres. Yeah, but there's maybe some sadness in this space. Some you know some this cliche of this left building, which all the history and and it's just standing there and right and uh, but it was still kind of beautiful and peaceful and, uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, no so that's where I met Max. When I finished my bachelor, I got some people together and we organized a show in Rate Project Space. Mm. So we went down there for a month and produced a show and had a great time. Yeah. So, but you know, I think Rate Project Space. I think Los Angeles is pretty closed. It's a quite a closed, uh, um, uh, I say, art world. It's hard to come, especially from Europe. It's hard to get in. And uh, well, what I found most surprising was just how small the Los Angeles art scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, New York is a city of 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 ten plus million people. Uh, Los Angeles is a city of twelve, of, fourteen. Well, no, Los Angeles is a little smaller than New York, but um, is it? Yeah, oh. it's a, it's roughly ten million also. Yeah. And uh, and the art scene in New York is just you know gigantic by comparison to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only there three months, and I felt like you know going to the to the openings. I, I would run into the same people all the time. And mm. I felt a lot like being back in Oslo in mm. some ways. Yeah. You go from one opening to the next and well, you're the kind of trailing people, right? Yeah, Except yeah. there you're doing it in cars. Everybody's yeah, like yeah. following each other yeah, in their cars. That's really weird. Yeah. Um, no, but that's also the... Th- uh, well, uh, I experienced that too. There's there there's a couple of pockets of, of where the galleries are clustered. You know, you got the, the brewery, you got Culver City, Chinatown. V- Venice Beach is starting to be the... Venice Beach and, and West Hollywood are, are both places where where, yeah. where galleries are starting to move. Um, yeah. Sort of the more Venice isn't getting cheap, so so sort of bigger, more established they go there, galleries yeah. like L and M are yeah. are going there, and uh, and uh, you know some of the more project spaces are moving to Hollywood because it's yeah. Hollywood's cheap these days. But yeah. no, so yeah, I experienced that too. Uh, but, but you know, like in New York, you can just walk around and walk into a gallery you know while while this kind of just walking into a gallery is is less accessible so it kind of, kind of the infrastructure you know you have to get there by car so you know just i mean there's you a certain ha- routine yeah, you have to know certain, about it you have to yeah. be invited um yeah. 
uh, and even even when you do know about them, you know you're you're going somewhere very specifically. Uh, in in New York, you can go to Chelsea or you can go to Williamsburg, yep. or you can go to Lower East Side and just sort of walk around and and happen upon this gallery and then that gallery. And yeah. you can not you can, quite as much of that in Los Angeles no, you, to you some can, extent. In you Culver can discover City, you can discover galleries in New York and in, yeah. in LA. You kind of you know, you basically have to go to the area where the galleries are. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a little bit of a lack of accessibility in that sense. Yeah. Um, as an outsider, you can't just... Yeah. Um, no, and, and, and or it's not as easy to just jump in and explore. Yeah. To, to go back to Raid, you know, I mm-hmm. think Raid, I mean, they, they, they mainly got their artists from Europe, I think, through That's the true. years. You know, and so it was, a, it was a great entrance into, into, the, you know, into the, the L.A. scene, in a way. And, uh, That's but, another thing about L.A. is L.A. is not a very international city. It's a very American city. Mm. Uh, and they're, they're, you know, with, with exception, of course, but they're not that interested in, in what's happening in Europe. So when you, you know, I noticed that some of the artists that were there when I was there, you know, Europeans, they would, you know, be in a conversation or, or talking about work at an opening, um, uh, you know, an opening outside of Raid. Mm. Uh, and uh, there just wasn't a lot of interest in what they were saying. Yeah. It didn't seem like people were trying to, to glean a lot from them about what's happening in Europe. Well, you get yeah, you get the LA attitude. Oh, we know everything. We we've seen it all mm. and, and more. There's a lot of good stuff going on in LA. There is, just just a different kind of mm. vibe you have to. Yeah, but but so know. so back to you avoiding LA. I mean, uh... well, the bottom line for that is that uh, you know I wanted the space to uh, to to contribute. Uh, you know, I wanted the space I was going to open to contribute to that to that city, and my main goal is to bring. You know, artists I know from Europe um, yeah. to the United States, and I, I want it to be a, a setting where they're going to be well received. And I think that could happen in Los Angeles, but sort of recently, a lot of project spaces have opened there, and uh, I th- I think I can find a more sort of a somewhat more fertile you know urban environment for for what I'm planning to do. Yeah. Um, so so what are you planning to do? Well, like I said, I mean, I mean, the idea is to bring artists from the UK and and Germany and also from Norway over to to the United States and and show them in sort of a something in between a gallery and a and a pop up space because the plan mm-hmm. is to run it you know very temporarily you know one year you know the idea was one year in Los Angeles and then move it to another city for one year um, yeah. but I think the first city is going to be something different maybe L A will be further along. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. I maybe, can, I can maybe. see where you're we'll going see. with it. Though. Yeah. Um, mm. The idea is to move it around and kind of kind of take these, um, you know, because the art world is, is, is all about a social network. And so the idea is to create sort of these uh, social connections mm. uh, in between cities where they wouldn't normally mm. or wouldn't naturally occur. Mm. And and that's another reason why L.A. might not be the, the perfect place, because there actually are a lot of connections between Los Angeles and Norway right now. Yeah, you got the residency and yeah. a whole bunch of artists have been there lately. And, uh, and especially like two years ago, everybody was going to Los Angeles. Right. Or two, one and a half years ago, yeah. yeah. I was quite envious. I want to go back. I love Los Angeles. <laughs> Is yeah, there, Los Angeles is great. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, what you said earlier is like it, it's... It's a real American city, and and uh, and yeah, that's absolutely. what I like about it, you know, because it's yeah. different. Because when I come to New York, it just feels like, oh yeah, this is this is old Europe with an American sauce over it, you know? right? And uh, which is interesting in its way, but I'm I'm more interested in, you know, I I love to stand on the pier in Los Angeles and say, oh yeah, this is where Western civilization ends and Eastern civilization starts. You know? Sure. 
and that kind of feeling the the last the last frontier of where western civilization well were actually run to mm-hmm. uh, you know to a boundary i think i think it's quite interesting because it's still in a, even though it's not new anymore it's still quite new in a way you know some you know, residue hasn't kind of settled down there yet you know as as in, in new york is for example is an old city it's it's two, 200, 250 years old now, I guess. Well, I don't, Something. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't sure. really matter. But, you know, Pretty it's, old. I mean, if you look to any European city, of course, they've been founded a lot, 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 a lot earlier, but, you know, they've been rebuilt 20 times as well. And Yeah, I mean, New York New York would be a bad place to start this, uh, this yeah. gallery for another reason. I mean, I, I love New York, but, uh, but there are plenty of connections between New York and, and Norway. Mm. Um, and... Uh, and you know, there's a lot of European influence in New York. It's in some ways our most European city, and so um, yeah. So I, yeah, I th- I think I'm going to pick something that's um, very American, but uh, yeah. No, I, I like the dif- I like the difference because uh, you know what I said earlier, the the, the importance to you know uh, experience things and broaden your your mind. You know, it's it's quite important to go to places which are unfamiliar i mm-hmm. mean for you an american city is quite familiar obviously but but for me you know a real american city is you know, yeah is, is familiar in in a way in a way that i've seen it a million times in movies and and, and tv series and tv shows and, and whatnot but to to really experience it is a, a completely different matter in I, I feel yeah i mean to 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 some extent though i i get that as well because they're you know america's so big and there's so many different places when i go when I go out west, uh, you know, when I'm in a, a small like cowboy town in the middle of Wyoming, mm. uh, I definitely feel like I'm in a, a completely foreign land. Yeah, uh, it's nothing like you know growing up in Daytona Beach. Yeah, so you know, I I can still travel around the United States and feel like I'm on holiday. Yeah. Um, well, we've both been been in Detroit uh, uh, last summer. You know, yeah, and I thought it was a fantastic city. I oh, mean, it was it was wild. Yeah. You know, it was uh, yeah. the the city is you know half falling apart and half being maintained you know meticulously. Yeah. So there'll be you know rows of, of beautiful, well kept you know Georgian houses, and then houses yeah. where you can literally see straight through them because they're so burned out and yeah. damaged and yeah. and stripped down of everything valuable, just a just a shell, no windows. So a really fascinating city. Um, I, I, I love the, the, the future of all cities. They yeah. tell us, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, but no. uh, but I mean. You know, maybe f- for many of the American cities, because they're built up in this way where you can stretch it out endlessly, and you know you can't maintain that. That's no way to go. You this urban sprawl, you can't maintain that. You know? I mean, wh- you know, one thing I've been hearing about Detroit, and it and it seemed that way to me when we were there, is that uh, that you know once you get that, once you get that low. Uh, mm. You can really completely reinvent yourself, and it seems like Detroit's, yeah, Detroit's doing that yeah, in a really yeah, yeah, yeah. in a really brilliant way. I was I was at a recycling station, and it was a, the coolest experience ever. You know, mm-hmm. it was this guy started up, and he kind of invited graffiti artists from all over the world to spray the walls, and and people came there from all kinds of communities, and you know, meti- metic- meti- met- meticulously meticulously shifting their garbage into you know, all the different plastic, right. You know? But it was really an event. They played loud music, and people were there to hang out and to meet people. So it was, it was almost like a marketplace, but but mm-hmm. the reverse, you know, kind of. That I mean, I th- I think this is a little bit, you know, the the Oslo art scene has been really vibrant for the last uh, I don't know seven ten, seven years, maybe seven, ten years. Yeah. Um, 
it's been it's been really amazing, especially for you know a city this size. Mm. Um, and I think it, it's sort of similar to what happened to De, to Detroit. I mm. mean, Norway obviously has a lot more money. It's not run down, you know Oslo is not run down in that same way, but it's so removed from Europe mm. that you know it almost had to had to reinvent itself to be to get noticed. Yeah. Uh, and and it did that in a yeah. in a really great way. Yeah. Mm. No, but uh... I would love to be able to work in Detroit. You know, yeah. and uh, produce in Detroit because it's so cheap there. Yeah, you know, and, then, right. and then spend half time here. Right. But we'll isn't see. that isn't that also kind of a um, you know, like? I'm not going to do that. Though, no, no, no. <laughs> I understand that. No, but um, this this idea that one city is the city for your, for art, like Paris around the turn of the century, and like uh, right. you know, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's yeah, not that, a decent concept anymore. That that yeah exactly that idea completely crumbled in a way because you know either it goes so fast I mean how do you determine where it is you know in in, in the turn of the centuries you know there were like these revolutionary kind of movements you know which were really breaking away and and kind of exploring new territory right but we've we've been exploring all these territories now more or less and and I mean there's always stuff we can mo explore more but well I I think you know the art market and and art production used to you know you're talking about paris at the turn of the century they used to be the same city and that's really split now um mm. production of work is is ending up in much smaller places mm. um you know toulouse and and detroit and and portland and and small cities all around the world are mm. now becoming centers of production but the art market really hasn't changed and the art market's still still yeah, it's, it's still new york new york london maybe still still new york and london mm. um And that and it's going to be that way for a long time, I think. Uh, yeah. But I, I see that as a really good uh, thing. And, I mean, and Basel, obviously. You know? I mean, sure. I see that as a good thing, though. I mean, I'm interested in in being able to have a foot in mm. two cities. And, uh, mm. and but uh, yeah, yeah, no. Or three cities. Let's yeah. see. And we talked about see how many this cities is, we can make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we talked about this concept earlier as well. I I, I love that idea to. Uh, yeah, I, I, just a thought came in mind. You know, like. These art centers, or wh where you kind of, where you sell your work, you know, these are kind of, kind of known, and they stay kind of the same. Which is not, you know, no, I, I don't have a good comparison. Well, forget about it. Isn't really important. Let's go go to the, you know, being in several cities. Sure. Part because I, I I really you know this is this is a dream I had you know which I already in mm -hmm. when we were doing the masters I already had this. This idea that you have a studio, you know, on on three continents, for example, and you yeah, that'd be great. You 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 know, you're three months there, you're three months there, you're three months there, and I mean, I think two studios is, is realistic. Three studios becomes uh, two studios isn't even all that uncommon. Um, no, no, I mean a lot of artists do that, uh, but uh, but still, it's a it's a logistic thing, you know, and and especially you know, I just I just got a son, so. You know, you're you're a bit more bound to things. So for me, it would be a summer studio. You know, where sure. you can com combine it with some vacation uh, with with, yep. with the rest of the family. And, uh, but still, I mean, I I love the idea, and and uh, you you were seriously considering also this this now to kind of set it up more. Well, I mean, uh, you know, unless some disaster occurs, that's that's what I'm I'm going to be doing over the next year. Yeah. Is, uh I've been I've been traveling for the last year basically yeah. without any lease or uh, or home base um, except for my you know few months at the York Motel. Um, yeah. So I've basically been on, on the road and and that's been very inspiring and now I'm ready to 
and I'm ready to have a couple of studios and, and split my time between the two. Uh, Sounds like a great plan. I'm fully recharged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talking about traveling, you you just been uh, in France lately to uh, to visit our good friend Sylvain Marchand. Yeah, I went down to uh, Les Ateliers Vortex, uh, which is a gallery and and studio spaces that Sylvain Marchand has, uh, along with four, four other artists from Dijon. It's not just him, but the yeah. five of them have uh, started in Dijon. It's a beautiful space. Yeah, uh, it's a group of old warehouses, pretty close to the center of Dijon. Um, yeah. and he's got a he's got a you know great connections down there and a great set of you know other hardworking artists um, and mm. so they're they're turning the um, turning part of the warehouse into into a gallery they've already had a few exhibitions yeah. um, so so that's interesting and I was interesting to spend more time in in Dijon I've only been there overnight but uh, yeah but it's a it's a beautiful little town sort of a sort of a college town um, there's an art school there and a university and um, mm. yeah, I, no, I've, I think I only drove through a couple of times and I also went through went through Paris I spent a couple of nights in Paris on the way down yeah uh, and just walked around the Marais checking out a few galleries mm. how do you like Paris art wise I because uh, personally I always have a I have a hard time with it in a way it's it's maybe too French for me yeah if you know what I mean well uh, you know I don't know it that well so um I can't speak with any authority, but it, I'm I'm guessing that a bit like New York, it's a it's a center for for the market. But um, mm. I'm not sure a lot of people are are producing producing work in Paris. But you know, there were some good uh, some ga some good galleries. I went by a place. I've got a list here, but probably the the best show I saw was at Frank uh, Abba's gallery. You know, I went in and started talking to him about the show and he described the it was a group show he described the concept as uh well first he said there was no concept to the show at all yeah he said the only link between the artist was that they uh they were all working abroad so i really liked that it was a very very loosely put together show but formally everything worked really well together well in, in my experience that always works better than if you if you uh if you choose your artist on on kind of a you know, a, a collective chemistry much more than a collective theme. Yeah, right? oh, I, I agree, absolutely. So, so you, and I don't mean, well, personally, you know, that's that's a nice bonus, but, but mainly kind of in, in, in your work that kind of somehow these con connections function on, on a visual and an, and an aesthetic and on a, um, I say, whatever level. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, but not necessarily... Yeah, have, speak the same language. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I saw another show. I don't remember where it was, but Jimmy Durham. A lot of people probably know his work. Yeah. And that was a good show that was in Paris. But that was probably in a bigger institution. I was in a bigger institution. I, I was just walking around for the for the afternoon in the Marais. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. No, I I uh, I uh, I love France, but I I love I love to be in Paris, but. Just you know, for a long weekend, you just go go there, and but yeah, I don't know. I like I like the countryside in France. That's nice. Yeah, that's really beautiful, and and it's so easy to get around France. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been in France, though. Not too much traveling, if you a kid. No, nope. well, that's not really true, but not to France that much. Back and forth from the coffee shop. Uh, that's how it works. Stroll your thing. Mm -hmm. 
stroll your kid to the coffee shop, have a coffee, and get back. Yeah. Also, but you were you were just um, you were you, you were a week with uh, Sylvain, or you guys traveled around there as well. I was there for about ten days. We drove around a little bit in the wine country, but yeah. uh, we were too hungover to um, to really drink a whole lot of wine. So uh, <laughs> went back to the apartment, and for the most part, we were we we're in Dijon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, is there is there many galleries in Dijon, or is it uh, how how is the art scene there? There is a there's an art museum there called the Consortium. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's a it's a really good exhibition space. They have. I think maybe four, four kind of big museum shows going on at any given time, um, yeah. and I think that's, you know, to some extent, really the center of the the Dijon art world. Yeah, I don't know that there are a lot of commercial galleries. I didn't I didn't run across them, but but like I said, I think Dijon's a, a place for more for production than for for for, yeah, yeah. for selling work. Yeah, but that, that that that's that's also what I mean with the art world here. You know, because these artists will get together. Well, like like Sylvain and these sure, yeah. artists put the thing on. So. How how do you, how did you experience that? How how did did you get much in contact with with others or just this group? Uh, I was predominantly with this group. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. we were fairly busy. Yeah, because you were <laughs> you were doing uh, music for a fashion show, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, I I I volunteered for that after a few beers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was a, a fashion designer in in, in Dijon. And, uh, Anyway, yeah. I did a little bit of electronic music for the, uh, yeah. the as, runway show. As you did this beautiful electronic intro for this show. Uh, Thank you. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you, you all obviously also have a, well, not obviously, but you have a, a background in music as well, don't you? Well, I, I studied uh, jazz piano in New York with Connie Crothers for, for two years. Yeah. And I played on my own a lot yeah. but uh that, that's that's pretty far removed from uh these little freeware synthesizer programs uh yeah, that yeah i was yeah, using yeah. for this fashion show <laughs> yeah. making music with a mouse yeah no but uh i mean but yeah have... of course there's a, like an aesthetic that comes through when you when yeah. you study music do you have you know growing up do you have a background kind of playing instruments did you play the piano or or yeah i played the piano yeah. But you know, no more than any other kid who was forced to take piano lessons. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I played the cello when I was a kid. Yeah, but I stopped. I stopped when I was uh, when I was uh, fourteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still regret that because I, you know, I really, I really enjoyed playing the cello. But you know, it's hard to pick up now. Yeah, now you could just make your own cello. I, I could do that. I still couldn't play it though. <laughs> just stick to making it. So, uh, mm. so but your music, uh, in, in a way, kind of, you put that on a back burner. You you don't you don't do too much with that anymore, don't you? Because you you were also a radio host, weren't you? Didn't you tell me <laughs> once that you were a radio host? Uh, yeah, I had a radio show in uh, in Colorado for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, just playing music. Yeah. Telling people the weather, introducing the next track. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Started out midnight to uh, two a.m. Yeah, uh, and I got moved up to ten p.m. to midnight. That was a good slot. And that's um, that's a really good slot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was much better. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah. yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. 
Alright, well, so we talked about a lot of things. Well, you, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Or, uh, <laughs> yes, it's, uh, well, well, we can talk a bit about podcast because you were a bit skeptical about it at first. Let's take a break and then we'll, uh, yeah, the middle. Let's, we'll... let's take a break. Yeah. Sounds good. Are you ready? Sure. All right, uh, Jonathan, I think uh, we'll leave it at that. All right. Day. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, thank you so much for uh, you know being a good sport and uh, you know joining me on this kind of podcast adventure. Oh, you're very welcome, Frito. I, I'm sure it's gonna uh, be. I'm sure it's gonna go really well. Well, we'll we're gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, uh, well, uh, you can. Um, well, no, all the all the all the things to do later. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Ciao. Take care.